This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And last week, I forgot to mention something that's kind of important or a big deal or something. I mean, it's a milestone, I would guess. We we measure these things and say, oh, when we hit certain numbers, certain milestones, we, we pay attention to it. But I forgot to mention that last week's show was the 500th show of Dimland Radio. 500 Dimland Radio shows, programs, have been done by me over the last 11 plus years. Sure, I should be up around 600, but that's only if I do a show every week. Now, come on. You can't expect me to do one every week. There's been moments in there where I took some time off for, you know, we had the computer and the laptop went bad at one point and I had to get a new one, so I didn't do a show for a while because I just didn't have the equipment to do it. So that's what the deal is, all right? So uh, that's why it's not 600 and it's, it's 500. I've done 500 of these. I don't get a lot of listeners, but, you know, I get a few, a couple. I'm just, I guess I'm just that stubborn that I keep doing it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not... I don't know why I don't get more of an audience. I don't know what I need to do. I don't know. I just don't. But, uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? Maybe my show sucks, and I just uh, haven't realized it yet. It takes me another... Maybe it takes me another ten years to figure that out. I... I... What can I say? But 500 shows. This is show number 501. So let's get started with it, shall we? Last week, uh, well, this past week uh, that that, uh, we're coming to the end of, Tuesday. Now you remember, I don't know what it was, was it three months ago, four months ago? I don't know, in February, March, somewhere in there. I was telling you about the, the, the car troubles we were having. Amy and I own a 2014 Kia Soul. It is the only soul, S-O-U-L, that we own. See, we're atheists. We don't believe in souls. But uh, anyway, it was acting up. It was having some trouble. First, it stalled out on the way to work, and I had to get it towed into the dealership, and they said, oh, it's it's just a loose battery cable. And they fixed that up, and okay, picked up the car. They didn't charge me that much for that. I thought, great, skated by without having to dump a bunch of money in the car. Well, you know, within a couple few weeks, the car had started stalling again. Now, I was able to restart it each time, 
But after the fourth time stalling, I said, that's it. It's going back to the dealership. Brought it back in, and this time they look it over and they said, oh, it's a crankshaft position sensor. Don't ask me what that is. It's just something on the car. But, uh, you know, and because it's not working properly, they can cause the vehicle to stall and have problems like that. So they fixed it, and the car was working. It hasn't stalled. Until <laughs> this past Tuesday. I don't know what the deal was. It was There was a moment or two where, uh, over the last few weeks where the car seemed to feel a little weird in its pickup. You know, when you're accelerating, just a little weird. But, you know, nothing nothing major. Just like a, is it off or is it just me? Is it the hot weather? Is it, what you know, what's going on? Well, last Tuesday, as you may be aware, uh, I work, I work uh, nights, uh, supposed to be three nights a week, but lately it's been four. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I, on Tuesdays, I regularly clean two buildings for the company of, uh, 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 for which I am the office manager. And uh, I, so Tuesday night, uh, I left right from work. I had the car, so I just went right from the office job during the day, and I headed right to the building that the first one and I took care of it and when I was done there I leave to go to my other building and I get onto the 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 freeway uh, get onto the it's the it's the uh, 694 494 interstate that it does a loop around the uh, the most of the Twin Cities you know it goes all around the Twin Cities but you know it kind of encompasses the the metro area I mean the metro area sprawls out past the the loop but this pretty much takes you around the, the downtowns and uh so i hit on to um 694 and i'm heading off to my other building and i just got on and i start to the, the speed limit is 60 miles an hour so i start to pick it up to 65 because you, you gotta go five miles over you know stick it to the man and uh and i can't the car can't quite get there it's like what is going on and the tachometer that's the it measures the rpms the revolutions per minute that your engine's doing whatever uh it's it's it, whatever something in there is spinning it's going up to four thousand it's hovering there now that's not up into the red but it's, it's kind of high and it's not you know when you get into that next gear the rpms drop down you know, they, they go down because but it, to get you to that next gear sometimes you'll go into passing gear and it revs up really high you know, just to get you there, but it's, but once you get into it, boom, it drops back down, settles down a little. And I, it, it's not doing that. And I'm, I, what is going on here? And the next thing I know, the check engine light comes on and it's blinking, and the car begins to power down. It goes into what's called the limp mode, L-I-M-P, limp mode, which, as I understand it. It's, it's a safety measure for your car. If you, it takes you down from those high speeds. It lets you go enough so that you can get off the road, you know, stop the car and turn off the engine just to get off the road. Because if you keep going at that higher speed, you're going to cause even more damage or something like that. So it, that's what it's doing. It's powering down the engine, gives you enough juice so you can, you know, park and find some, you know, be safe. So that's what I did. I just immediately got over to the side of the road, turned off the car, and I sat there, and I let out a few expletives. And uh, 
uh, I tried to start the car, restart the car, and it, it wasn't it wasn't going. So okay, well, all right. So I have to start start the phone calls. Uh, first, I call my insurance company. Uh, our car does have our insurance. We have roadside assistance coverage. So if we need a tow, we can arrange getting a tow, and you know there's no charge to us for that. So I call the insurance company and I let them know what's going on, what I need, and they take some information from me and they say, okay, now we're going to transfer you over to, uh, they gave the name of the company, but it's something that the insurance company has partnered with. And what that company does is they're the intermediary between the, the uh, insurance company and the towing company. So what they do is they find out where you are, they get your location, they get any other information they need about the car, and they relay that to a company that will that has a tow truck that will come out and get you and so that intermediate step may not be in your state it might be somewhere else in the country in fact the person I talked to I had the distinct impression they were working from home I'll get more into that later so I get to this person right and I start to describe what's going on and she's you know what's the color of your car what's the you know other some other stuff and then then she asked me you know to try to figure out my location now in this I have to take a good deal of the blame because I goofed at by saying I was going south on 694 which I wasn't at the moment but I would be but she heard south and 694 and she starts getting confused because there is no south 694 <laughs> There's, that's not the name of it. Uh, I'll explain when I, you know, as I go along. And I kept telling her, I said, look, so she's getting confused with where we are. She says, is there any landmark around? Is there a, a store or, a, you know, some kind of building that is a, a, that's identifiable? And I said, no, you know, there's trees on the one side. On the other side of the highway, it was a building, but it's one of those nondescript sort of office strip buildings you know like several offices in one building but it's just a single floor thing and it's a uh, there's no signage on it other than I think the realtors signage and so there's no you know this it's not like it was a Home Depot or or a, a, a McDonald's or something it's just some nondescript business building and I and a small one at that and it's like I, that's that's not gonna help but I thought I had the thing that would help perfectly I said I am mere feet away from the the road sign that that identifies the 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 exit that is just a mere few yards away from me. The the, the off ramp to head on to uh, it's it's uh, Century Avenue or and or whatever however you want to look at it uh, Minnesota 120. It's called both, right? It's both both names Century Avenue or 120. It's the same same road. And I said that, and it's exit 51. I'm right at this sign. The sign's right there. It's like 20 feet away from my car. And she's still having trouble figuring it out. And we just kind of go round and round a little bit. But then, then she starts. To, she thinks she's got it. And this this conversation took us like 10, 15 minutes anyway. So she thinks she's got. She's got me now. So now she says, "Okay, what I'm going to do is uh, uh, your order. You know, the, the 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 request for services in." Uh, the company's gonna, you're gonna get a text, and that's gonna have uh, uh, information of, of estimated time of arrival. Uh, you're gonna be able to, uh, there's contact information for the towing company so that in case you need to call them, they'll be there, okay? 
And so, all right, so we finish up our phone call. I call my dad because uh, the text, I did get a text, and the text, one of the first texts I got said that because of the COVID-19, I can't ride with the driver. But even if I could ride with the driver, I was going to be taken to the dealership where they would work on my car, and I would need a ride from there because the dealership was closed and, and at that point. And so I, so I call my dad. Well, he doesn't answer. He and mom were out at the casino gambling away our inheritance. And uh, so then the next person I thought to call was my, my boss. So I, 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 in fact, I, I texted him first. I just, can you help me? And he said, what's up? In the text. And then I called him and I told him what's going on. And he had a little difficulty figuring out where I was on the road. I had to explain it a few times. And again, it's mostly me because I was kind of goofy in what, what was going on. But he says, okay, I got you. And he says, you sure you can't ride with the driver? And I said, well, the text says I can't. He said, well, if the driver gets there before I do, ask if you can ride with the driver. If you can, let me know and I'll meet you at the dealership. Otherwise, I'm coming to where you are. I said, okay. So then, um, I, uh, while I'm sitting there in the car, traffic is just barreling by me, going 60 miles an hour plus. Nobody's slowing down for this car on the side of the road with its hazards flashing. Nobody's slowing down. They're supposed to slow down or change lanes if they can. And nobody's doing it. It's just whoo, so my car's just rocking with the, the wind caused, you know, the gusts of wind caused by these cars and trucks and semi trucks driving by me. So I, I thought, I'm going I'm to see if I can get this car a little more off the road so I see if it'll start. And it did. And it ran rough, but I was able to pull it off more off the road away from it to so be a little safer. And then I got out of the car and stood off on the grass on the side of the road away from the vehicle. So, um, and then I'm looking at my texts. And I, and I see that I can link to a map that will show where I am and where the driver is in relation to me and give me estimated time of arrival. So I, I look at that and I see that the map has me positioned uh, near a town called New Brighton. Now New Brighton isn't too far from where I was but it's not where I was. It's, it's, it's fairly west of where I was. I was in Maplewood and I'm like, I'm, I'm, wait a minute, this isn't right. I, I, nobody said it, you know, when I was talking with that, 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 uh, the intermediary, uh, help to, to arrange getting the, the driver to come out, she didn't say anything about New Brighton. I said Maplewood. <laughs> you know, and, and I said, but it, it might, it might show up on her map as St. Paul, but it's still, you know, whatever, this is where I am. And anyway, so I call, the towing company. Now, this was the second time I called the towing company. I called them first when I saw that it was a 75-minute wait just to confirm that if, if my boss gets there before the driver, leave the door open on the car, put the key under the seat. And they said, yep, that's what you should do. And then I said, I see here that I can't ride with the driver because of the COVID. And she said, well, that's up to the driver. So, okay, all right, fine. Well, I call back the second time when I see that the map has me in New Brighton, and I call and I talk to the same person, she knew it was me because I was the only request for a tow that they had on their board. So they, they, she, she knew right away. I said, okay. Well, I said, do you have me in New Brighton? So she looks on her map. She says, yeah. I said, well, I'm not in New Brighton. I'm in Maplewood. So we start the dance again. 
I did the dance with the second person that I talked to after you know the first person that I talked to after the talking to the insurance person did the dance with her then I did the dance with my boss now I'm doing the dance with the third person I'm trying to figure out where I am and I keep saying I'm at exit 51 I'm right next to the sign 120 and Century Avenue that's that's it's right there I'm right next to the sign <laughs> so it, yet again it's it's me because I have this direction oddity because the 694 starts out going east and then it loops around to going south the direction I was headed it's it so at some point she, she says what, what are you near highway 36 I said well, no I, but I'm headed that way and so I said, okay, can you find the Maplewood Mall and she says yes okay Maplewood Mall is at 694 and White Bear Avenue I said that's where I got on to 694 and I'm headed headed toward Highway 36. So now she knows. Okay, so are you close to 36? I said, no, I'm not close to that. I am right in front of the very next exit from 694 onto, and that is 120 Century Avenue. And she says, ah, gotcha. I know we are. So I'm going to relay, relay that information to the driver. He'll be out there soon. Great. Driver gets out there. Uh, within like five minutes he's there and I was surprised so he comes out and the first question he asked me is uh, uh, what happened <laughs> so I give him some uh, you know this is what happened kind of thing and and then he says then his next question is do you need a ride to the dealership and I said yes I do I said would you like me to wear a mask and he said oh that's no problem no no don't worry about it and I said okay so he gets me hooked up I call the boss drivers here it's gonna take me to the dealership uh, I can ride with him you meet me there he says great and he he's happy with that because then he gets to walk around and look at cars so that's the kind of guy he is so i get in the driver start you know we start going and we're, we're talking about things and um there was something that made me feel like maybe i should have worn my mask but he was a he was a nice young man about 30 something white guy beard blue collar type guy uh, he was nice. He was uh, uh, um, he was a, he was pleasant. He had a good humor. You know, he just yeah. I learned. I, I uh, we talked about how I had to reposition the car because the car. You know, the traffic moving by so fast. And he says, "Yeah, they don't slow down for us. You know, they should slow down." He told me. He said, "I've been I've been clipped twice or a couple of." He said a couple of times or something. I said, "I said personally or your vehicle?" He says, "Personally, I've been." I said, "That's got to be unnerving." And he says, "Oh yeah, it is. It's it it is it." You know, I said, well, gee whiz, you know. So anyway, he gets me to the place. The boss is already there. Uh, I thank him. I put the key in the envelope thing, and I drop it in the Dropbox. Now, that was all Tuesday night. Uh, the boss then takes me to the office where I grab the company van to drive home because he says, you know, if you need to, use the company van until your car is ready. Great. So I use the van. Um... Uh, and uh, from the office, I called the customer whose building I was headed to and uh, left a message and said, I'm not going to be able to clean tonight. Car broke down. Uh, I'll come in tomorrow and take care of it. It's just a one-day-a-week building. I'm sure they had, they had no problem with it because I didn't hear from them. They just, I just went in the next night and took care of it. Now, this was Tuesday night. It's Friday as I record this. I still don't know what's wrong with the car. Uh, I called this afternoon. And the guy says, you know, they're just busy as heck. He says, your car's in the, you know, it's in the pipeline, but it just, we haven't get, had a chance to get it in and see what's going on. He said, we should be able to get it in on Monday. 
and there's no way to arrange a loaner or anything like that because I guess they don't they're out of them or something and then rental places are just are just all taken up with cars being rented and all that uh, and it's it, so so the, you know here we go again <laughs> uh, the boss said it sounds like it was the same problem that I had before with that crankshaft position sensor he says if it is if that sensor was bad that they put in there you know they'll They'll fix that, and that's going to be under warranty. You know? um, my guess is it's going to be something bigger. Because <laughs> first it was you know, just a loose battery cable. Well, no, it wasn't. Now it's, you know, and that was barely anything for the cost. And I thought, wow, that's great. I got away with it. Nope, you're not going to get away with that. You got to pay like 500 bucks was for the other fix. Well, you know, I'm thinking at least that again. <sighs> it, it's, 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 you see, remember when the cat heard that we had our cat heard that we uh, got extra money than we that we expected from the covid relief fund we got an extra fourteen hundred dollars we didn't expect that so the cat heard that and said hey break off thirteen hundred for me because she got this bowel disease thing that we had to take care of she's been fine since but you know great thanks kitty uh <laughs> well the car must have overheard me saying to my wife at some point that hey we've paid off the credit card and the car said, whoa, what? Well, <laughs> time to keep you from being able to have some extra money saved up because, you know, I know that's superstitious talking and I'm not superstitious. It's just, it just, you know, it's a pain in the ass. But I'll keep you posted on what's going on there. I do have a couple other little things to talk about when I get back about this. A couple little things. One, disconcerting, and the other one, yeah, a little humorous, but uh, I'm going to head to my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll be back. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Hey everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff, Professor Dave explains. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. If this station is not your cup of tea... Then drink coffee! 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 Drink coffee! 100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. But you might say that. <laughs> You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. Hold me, my daddy. 
And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Okay, just to wrap up on this adventure with the car from Tuesday night, there's a couple of things that happened. Uh, and I said one of them was a little disconcerting. And I'm not sure. What, do you, what would you have done? I'm going to ask. What would you have done in this moment? As I said, the driver that came out to pick me up was a young fellow, about 30, white guy, beard, blue-collar type fellow, um, but seemed pretty easygoing, uh, friendly. Uh, you just, just you know, uh, just seemed you know really nice. You know, just uh, uh, understanding that kind of thing. You know, was able to easy to talk to because he just you know seemed pretty relaxed about all of that sort of thing. Um, got a good vibe from him for the most part. But when I asked him about, you know, did you want me to wear a mask? And he said no. And I said, yeah. I said, okay. You know, it's, it's, if, if, you know I'm vaccinated. You know, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not so worried about myself. But I, th- I started thinking after something that maybe I should have worn my mask. <clears throat> that something was when I was talking to him about the, you know, we're, we're having a conversation, and as he's driving me over there the dealership uh we're having this conversation and i was talking about well you know it was you know this this going around and around trying to explain to the person where i was located uh meaning that first person that i talked to after talking to the insurance company and and just having difficulty just kind of getting it figured out and again it's mainly due to me because i if i had if i because as soon as everything was settled and i was waiting for the driver to get there after he got redirected I was looking around. I had a chance to kind of start to relax, and I was looking around, and I saw that straight across the road, just to the left of that building that was over there, just to the left at the side of the road, was a sign that gave the name of the road to people that are on it. You know, it's the sign says 694, and above it it says West, West 694, which meant that I was on East 694. If I had just looked a little more to my left, when I was talking to that first person trying to figure out where I was, I was like, oh, I'm on East 694, just ahead of Exit 51, which is Minnesota 120 Century Avenue. And she's she would have been able to find me a lot easier. I have a feeling that that would have gone a lot quicker and there wouldn't have been, you know, it would have been shaved a few minutes off of my night as far as that goes. Because, like, I talked to her for 10 or 15 minutes trying to get this thing figured out. So I'm telling him about this aspect of it and trying to find it and he said something that just made me go uh seriously he said he asked me oh is she muslim (laughs) now i mean what her religion would have to do with anything i don't know but i have a feeling what i choose to believe that what he was saying was what he meant to say was was she a foreigner because I think to a large segment of Americans, uh, they think all Muslims are foreigners. They don't realize that there are people who are born in the United States, live here all their lives, and are also Muslims. They, they, they don't seem to think about that. They just think of foreigner, right? So I, I just, I, I acted as though he said, was she a foreigner? Meaning English wasn't her first language? 
that's that's what I took. That's 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 how I acted for it, and that's why my response was, "Oh no, there wasn't any kind of language problem uh, with each other. It was just that I kind of had it all screwed up as as where I was, and I kind of goofed her up, and and so it took a while to get it figured out, and even then, didn't quite get it figured out. Yeah, so it, it was my fault, and I, and that's where I left it. I just redirected it, and we went elsewhere, and I. I don't know what would you have done. I mean, he's he, here. I am in his cab uh, of his of his truck, and my car is hanging off the back. Am I going to say, pull over, drop my car? I'm going to call a different service. Am I going to do that? Uh, <laughs> or am, am I going to you know the next day? Am I going to call his boss and say, hey, you know, tell your driver to keep his religious and political views to himself? Uh, should I have lectured him? Should have said, what in the world does her religion have to do with anything? You know, and, and, and say to him, young man, just because you and I have the same skin color and we speak with pretty much the same accent doesn't mean that we have the same views on race, religion, anything. Don't assume that I'm right there with you, okay? Don't assume it. Just There's one thing you should never talk about, especially with people you've just met, and that's religion and politics. You just don't. Because you don't know if the person is agreeing with you, disagrees with you. You don't know. So just don't. You were doing so well. You were nice. You were, you were pleasant. You were relaxed, easygoing. You, you, you know, and, and, and you were professional as far as what you were doing, and you were helpful. And then you throw out, is she Muslim? What the hell does that mean? I didn't do that either. You know, I, it just was... You know, so I just, okay, we got there, and I was very, you know, thankful to him. I said, oh, thank you so much. It was, you know, I'm glad you were able to find me. In fact, he said, once his dispatcher told him, exit 51, he knew exactly where I was. And that's not surprising, because that's what this guy does for a living. He drives around the Twin Cities metro area towing people. <laughs> he should know all the roads and the exits and all that stuff. But I was oh so disappointed, and I just, I don't know. What would you have done? What would you have said to him? Would you have said anything, or would you just do what I did, just kind of redirect it, and let's talk about something else? Now, the other thing of this, I, I said that I got the impression that that first woman I was talking to about finding where I was on the road, and I talked to her for like 10 or 15 minutes, I, I, I got the impression that she was working from home. And it was because I could hear something in the background. Uh, it wasn't a pet, you know, it wasn't a dog barking or a cat meowing. It wasn't a baby crying or, or peep, you know, like a television playing in the background or something. It wasn't that. What I could hear, and I didn't notice it at first, but as I was on the phone, I started hearing this. It was like every 30 seconds or so, I heard the sound, beep. You know, the little beep sound. You know that sound. You you got smoke alarms in your house, and the batteries run low. the The alarm will start to tell you, "Hey, you're you're running low on this battery. You should get a new battery in here." So it sends out a little beep or a little chirp every thirty seconds, I think, or forty five seconds, or something like that. So I just kept hearing this in the background. <laughs> And I thought, there's no way she's at some call center somewhere because they're, they're not going to allow their smoke alarms to not have batteries in them. 
and, and it's weird how people can, some people, I can't, I would, I go batty when these smoke alarms start to, the batteries start going. In fact, a, a couple of years ago, I replaced all the smoke alarms in the house with, uh, they, now they plug into the electricity of the house, but they have a battery backup in case the power goes out. So I replaced all six of them that we have in the house with the kind that has a battery that lasts 10 years. And after 10 years, you throw them away and you get new ones. Or you dispose of them properly, or whatever, and get you new get new smoke the uh, smoke alarms. Yeah, so I I spent the money to to because I don't I oh man when you start to go trying to find which one is beeping when you got six of them in there you got four of them upstairs and it's just like okay which one's going and then you change the battery and then if you hear a chirp from somewhere else well, wait a minute I thought that was oh uh, gosh but some people could just tune it out don't even notice it. I chuckled a bit to myself. I stopped myself from saying to her, oh, by the way, uh, do you work from home? And if she would have said yes, and she might ask why, I said, well, um, sounds like someone needs to change the battery in their smoke alarm. But I didn't. I kept it to myself. Uh, anyway, it was a, what an adventurous night. So, okay. Uh... Monday night, this past Monday night, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert did their first show back in before a full live audience. Not that they have any dead people in there normally, but full of a, 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 a it's an audience. Everybody had to be vaccinated. They had to st prove that they were vaccinated. Uh, and, and Stephen Colbert did a show, you know, with a live audience and. Uh, he his first guest back, and this was since the pandemic and the shutdowns and all this stuff. He'd been working in this tiny little studio thing uh, up until then, and I've been watching lots of bits and pieces of it. I think he's okay. He's not, you know, he's kind of funny here and there. And there's some stuff that he does that I like, and some stuff that he does that I don't like. But you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And and I did like his his the way he what he talked about after the insurrection and and the 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 the, the, the seriousness that he could put forward i like that and you know it's all right but uh, okay so his first guest back is john stewart the daily show john stewart you know started off his public career at least i first noticed him i guess when he was coming up on on on, on mtv he came from there and then he had his own little talk show for a while late night talk show for a while which i really liked but it didn't last very long uh and then you know he gets the daily show at some point and uh, becomes this you know, uh, very well-known figure um, that, that satirizes the news, but to make its point. And yes, very left-leaning, but I tend to agree <laughs> with a lot of what I would see on the show. Not that I watch it uh, all the time, but I would see stuff and I'd say, yeah, I agree. And I like the fact that they, they hold the, the other news media you know, to a certain standard, they show them how they flip flop depending on who the president is. When it's when it's you know fearless loser, they say all this stuff uh, about something he does, and then when his predecessor does the same thing or had done the same thing, they have a different point of view. And then when his fa his uh, you know when the Biden current president does the same thing or something similar, they you know they flip back and forth. It's like you know it's, you know, so it, that's the whole thing of partisanship. And, and so, uh, and and John Stewart isn't helping. And why do I say he isn't helping? There's this new 
interest in the idea of the lab leak going around now because of the pandemic. It's, it's, it's got some more steam. Uh, the Skeptics Guide of the Universe people were talking about it a couple weeks ago, and I've been seeing it come up again. And the, the, the lab leak idea is that the coronavirus, the SARS-CoV-2, uh, that that's causes uh, COVID-19 came from this lab or was leaked out from this lab. Now the least conspiratorial crazy idea is that they were studying this this virus. Somebody got infected, got sick, and then got others sick, and then you know went out into the public and got even more people sick, and it just kind of spread. That's how it. That's how it leaked out. It wasn't a purposefully done thing. They didn't. But but the the crazier idea of the lab leak is that the virus itself was either created in this 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 institute that they have there in Wuhan, China, or it was at least found in nature and then weaponized to send it out to destroy capitalism. Well, there's nothing to that aspect. There's nothing to it being uh, created. By human beings or manipulated by human beings, the science has looked at it. You know, they, they, the virologists have looked at the virus, and they show they see no indication of human manipulation. Anything this is this came from nature. Now, it's so it's possible somebody got infected in the lab because I guess last November several lab technicians or something got sick and had to go to a hospital for treatment. Uh, not that they had to stay in the hospital or something, but you know, whatever. It's just. They got sick, and they think, well, maybe, you know, some pneumonia-like symptoms, so maybe that's, you know, it came out of there, and I guess that's possible. It's not the craziest of the ideas, but, see, the thing is, much like when 60 Minutes did that story about UFOs and UAPs and the government saying they're real, the general public takes UFO to mean space aliens. So they think that the U.S. government is saying space aliens are real, and they're visiting Earth. So, you know, that's why 60 Minutes were Dimland Radio Science Zeros. So when, when, with the lab leak thing, when somebody is going on about this, this, this as John Stewart was doing on Stephen Colbert's show, about how this lab, that's, that is, it's, it's, the name on it is the name of the virus. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, that's where it came from. And, 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 you know, and he's just going over the top crazy about it paranoid about it, but I didn't read it as being satirical. I didn't read it that way. And anytime Stephen Colbert would try to inject some sanity and say, well, you know, coronaviruses tend to emerge from that part of the world, having an institute that's studying coronaviruses there makes sense. But then John Stewart says, well, we got bats all over the world. We got bats in Texas and all that. So let me read a bit of what... Uh, with the Cybabe, uh, Yvette de Mont... Uh, de, oh, Jesus, I wrote it down. It's not easy to say. I'm sorry, Yvette. Yvette de Entremont. I think that's close. Or Cybabe. She wrote, she wrote this about Jon Stewart's appearance on Colbert. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything. Then this guy, who once got human boat shoe, Tucker Carlson, kicked off the air with the tactic of calling him a piece of shit to his face, was on the late show with his bestie, Stephen Colbert, 
crawling out of his hidey hole to bid us hello as he does once a season. He screamed lab leak, then disappeared, likely to sporadically post esoteric ramblings on Twitter once a month until he next shows up under Colbert's desk. It's not that we've ruled out the lab leak, but we haven't ruled it out isn't even flimsy evidence. It's an absence of evidence. Stewart exclaimed that, quote, the name of the disease is on the building. What are the odds? There's a novel respiratory virus taking over China. Oh, know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just a little too weird. Then the scientists are like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle? Let's get something straight. Uh, and then she does some joke, which I won't spoil for you. I'll try to link to this. It's a Facebook post, so I'll try to link to it on the show notes so that you can read it, the full thing. She goes on. However, the lab is not called Wuhan Novel Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. It's called the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So name notwithstanding, why there would be a lab that researches coronaviruses right where the effing COVID coincidentally happened. Correlation is not necessarily causation. Sure, because we haven't ruled out that the lab was the source, but you, you don't bring the mountain to Muhammad, and in this case, that means Muhammad opens a lab where all the effing bats with coronaviruses are. The area is a wellspring of bats just hopping with hundreds of novel coronaviruses, and setting up shop there is just convenient for access to the bats. It's not a case of a virology lab being there, and in the event of dropping a petri dish, the handbook says use bats as a convenient scapegoat. Bats with coronaviruses live there, ergo, the lab. To drive, this, to drive home this point with an itchier, more familiar disease, Colbert joked in the interview, quote, I'm suspicious of the Daytona Beach Spring Break Herpes Lab. That might be where all the herpes comes from, unquote. Another point Stewart made was that there are bats in other parts of the world, yet they haven't birthed apocalyptic plagues. plagues. Astute observation, but hear me out. Some species of bats in, in some parts of the world carry endemic coronaviruses, and others don't. Bats in the, UK, in the UK aren't known to carry coronaviruses at this time. But, in, but a 2007 study of bats in the US showed that, indeed, some of ours do. You might be wondering, why then no Tampa coronavirus? Simply, we've been lucky. So. John Stewart gets the Dimland Radio Science Zero status because he wasn't helping. He, he, when he's going on like that, people who are thinking that China created the virus and sent it into the world are taking his ram, rantings as their right. In fact, there's a certain fearless loser living down there in Florida that would be saying, you see, you see, John Stewart, one of my enemies is saying I'm right. It's the China virus. They started, they created this virus. You know, you're going to have that happening. Plus, somebody else, when I, when I posted about this in Facebook, somebody else had mentioned, you know, we've had a spike in, in violence 
uh, random acts of violence toward Asian Americans going on in this country. Now, whether it's overhyped by the media, I don't know, but it does seem as though there is a spike in, in this violence, and this isn't going to help. This will not help. This will have people saying, see, came from China. The Chinese are trying to kill us all. It's a China virus, you know, and they're just going to take it after people, whether, because they look Asian, whether or not they're from China or Japan or Korea or, or anywhere else in, in the Asian parts of the world, whether, wherever they're from, they're going to look at them and say, oh, Chinese, boom. And, you know, this is not helping. It doesn't help. And John Stewart ought to know better. Oh, gee whiz, what time is it? Oh, let me go to my break. Oh, I went a little long in the second segment, but I'm going to go to my break, and I'll be back. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll be back. Radio is committed to bringing you the best radio possible. We will test your senses with innovative and entertaining radio programming. Honest, informative, inspirational, and on occasion, controversial. Our listening audience will also have the opportunity to interact with the show hosts and guests through live chat and call-in capabilities. You can't be left out of the loop. Tune into all our live shows once and you'll never turn your computer off again. Z-Talk Radio on your computer dial. Your healthy addiction. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Oh, Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Uh, Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Oh, and by the way, to get to the show notes, go to dimland.com, click on the show notes slash blog option, and you'll have them. They're up sometime on Sunday, whatever, but uh, go check out the show notes. If you're not checking out the show notes, you're not getting the full show, because I put links and I write a little something. It's kind of like my blog each week, and I expand on some things or whatever. Um... I know it's June, but let's have a little Christmas in June, shall we? 
this story came to mind. I don't know if I've ever told this on the show. It came to mind uh, today because I was I was uh, chatting with the uh, the boss's wife. I was texting back and forth to her, and somehow the the concept of sharing came up, and it just popped this story into my mind. I was about, let's see, I was about seven or eight years old when this happened. Uh, we were coming up on Christmas. Oh, excuse my nose. Weird whistle and sniffle. Sorry. Anyway, we were coming up on Christmas, and my family, that would be my mom and dad, my two, my two brothers and my sister and I, uh, went to visit our uh, my dad's parents, Grandpa and Grandma Fitzsimmons. Went to go see them. Now, I'll say this about Grandpa and Grandma Fitzsimmons. Their Christmas gifts to us kids were always a little chintzy, <laughs> a little cheap. I think they went to whatever thrift store was available to go to and just found some toys. And yeah, but you know, it, the thought that counts, I guess. My grandfather would pinch a penny for all it's worth, uh, and he found ways to get stuff for nothing. <laughs> he spent a lot of thought process figuring out ways to get stuff for nothing anyway uh, one year we, we go over uh, uh, to visit and like I said Christmas is coming and there was a present left for me uh, by my Uncle Wally Uncle Wally was my dad's youngest brother and he was my godfather and so he had left a gift for me and I you know I opened it up there and inside is uh, it's a package with a, you know with six suckers or lollipops in them. Uh, I, by my memory, this is all memory, so take it for what it's worth. I could be wrong, but this is how I remember this whole event. The suckers were like three inches in diameter. They were kind of big. They were red candy, the red hard candy sucker, uh, cherry flavored, I guess. With a with a with a raised embossed or whatever uh, uh, figure of Santa Claus or a snowman or maybe both, and the the figure on the on the sucker had that uh, uh, white glaze on it, like a sugar glaze over that. So there were six of them, and my mother saw that, and my mother said, "Oh, there's six. There's enough. You can give one to each of us," meaning. One to mom, one to dad, one to my older brother Bob, my sister Nancy, and my younger brother Steve. And then I'd have the last one. And I, you know, and I was eight years old, and I couldn't think of a good reason why that shouldn't be done. <laughs> then, but Uncle Wally gave them to me. Well, you should share them with your family. But, so, okay, shared them with the family. Well, we four kids, we ate ours pretty quickly. So that leaves the two for the parents. And they ended up sitting in the refrigerator. Because, you know, mom wanted to keep them from getting too sticky if you sit them out on the counter or something like that. So put them in the refrigerator. And, you know, they, they seem to sit there for a while. Uh, I think mom finally ate hers. And then there's the one. There's dad sitting in there. And I'm sure dad's like, Man, I don't want a damn sucker. Sucker? What the hell do I want one of them for? I don't want a sucker. <laughs> you know, so he didn't care. And it sat in there and sat in there. Until one day... It disappeared. Now, Mom noticed this. Well, I'm sure she went to Dad and said, Did you take that last sucker? Did you have that one? And he said, No, I didn't want that sucker. I thought you took it. And 
I said, no, I didn't have it. So, so what happens? The four of us, the four kids, they come and we're, we're, we're summoned to the living room. And the living room had this, at one end of the living room had this archway that went out into the, the entryway to the house. So we stood in the archway. Yeah, there we are, all four of us kids. Now, before mom, as the you know grand inquisitor, get, goes into her Perry Mason thing or whatever it was, she says, "Well, Bob and Nancy, you know, we know you didn't do it, so you guys can go." I mean, they're the oldest, right? You know, Bob and Nancy, they're the oldest. So Steve and I, the youngest, you know, we we keep sitting there, and I, and I again, I watch this as an eight-year-old thinking, well, "That's that's." That's hardly fair. What you, what, the, the, why couldn't they have taken it? But you know, you know, you don't say anything to your parents. My goodness, you don't want to get in more trouble than you're already probably going to get in anyway. So they're just summarily dismissed. You can go. You can go because we know you didn't do it. So off they go. And so then there's 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 me and Steve. We're just sitting there, we're standing there, in the archway to the living room. With mom and dad sitting on the couch, and dad's probably just thinking, oh, "Come on, just get this over with. I want to take a nap." And mom's saying, "Well, which one of you took it? You're going to stand there until you tell me." And we stood there. I don't know how long we were there. It felt like hours. It was probably a few a minute or two. But to an eight-year-old kid, it seems like forever. Under the withering stare of my mother. And she says, "Well," and so finally, you know. Steve didn't look like he was going to budge. He probably didn't take it. And I knew I didn't take it. And again, I'm going by my memory here. But I knew I didn't take it. But I thought, oh, hell, we're not going to stand here all day. So I thought, okay, fine, I'll fall on the sword. It's my suckers anyway. And I said, oh, I took it. Okay, and I see. All right, well, Steve, you can go. And then she says, well, son, you want Jimmy, you're going to your room. And you're going to stay there. And you're not going to get any supper tonight or whatever the punishment was. All right, so I go up. And it's this injustice that was done. They were my suckers. This injustice. Anyway, so this this stuck in my head for years. Every now and then I mentioned something about it, you know, as I as we were growing. Now, as an eight year old, I didn't have the the rhetorical prowess, the the the, the debatable skills debatable skills anyway I didn't have this the, the 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 gift of argument to stand up for myself at that time just pretty much you would have that well that's not fair come on they were they, my uncle gave me those suckers what they were mine anyway but I again I didn't take that last one I don't know if Steve took it I don't know if my brother Bob or my sister Nancy took it hell I wouldn't even be surprised if my mom took it and she just didn't want to own up to it because maybe dad went to the refrigerator thinking, you know what, I think I will have that sucker. And he gets there and it's not there and he says, hey, what happened to the sucker? And mom went, oh, I, I don't know. One of the kids must have taken it here. Let's get them down here. You know, maybe that happened. I don't know. So years later, I don't know if I was in my 20s or something like that, but, but years later the story comes up and my mother's kind of, oh, yes, that sucker thing again. Yes, I know. I said, I said well, come on. And I had an argument at that point. Here I had a point I could make that my mother could not refute. I said, I said, Mom. Yes? <laughs> Mom, if Uncle Wally had given me six pairs of socks, 
Would you have said, oh, good, you have a pair of socks for each of us? Would you have done it then? You just wanted one of those suckers. You could have come over to me on my own and said, hey, hey, kid, how about, how about giving your old mom one of them suckers, huh? I could, you know, give me one, you know, give me one of those suckers. You think I could have one of those suckers? And I think, well, hey, curry favor with mom. Not a bad idea. Sure, I can you know, earn some brownie points here. Here, yeah, mom, you could have a sucker. For Pete's sake. <laughs> so I think it was that next Christmas after I laid this devastating argument on my mother. That next Christmas, I think my mother got me a dozen sock or uh, half a dozen suckers. That Christmas, I opened up a package and they're there. They were tiny ones. I said, you know, the suckers back then were a lot bigger, but uh, but this is fine. This is fine. I'm planning to share them. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> that came to mind. Uh, let's see how much time I got in the show. Okay, uh, let me let me end the show with a uh, with uh, three cool things. I'm gonna end it with three cool things. The first cool thing is uh, uh, weightlifter, uh, bodybuilder guy, uh, actor Lou Ferrigno, who played the Incredible Hulk on the television series The Incredible Hulk. Which you know he was not all that incredible, but but for TV he was okay. <laughs> um, Lou Ferrigno, uh, as you may know. Uh, he lost most of his hearing at a very young age. He was a toddler. I guess he was about four years old. He got these infections in his ears, and it just he lost about 85% of his hearing. Well, just recently, at the age of 69, he got cochlear implants that help him. He says, now, he'd he done the hearing aids for those years, and he says, hearing aids just make the sound louder in your ears, but a cochlear implant helps to sharpen the sound and helps to, you can pull out you know consonants and s sounds better than than with the with hearing aids and he just and there's a there's a there's an inside edition i think it is a video a story about him getting these implants and sitting there and hearing for the, having them turned on and being able to hear and the, the doctor talking to him and he gets emotional about it uh you know thank you science thank you science that didn't happen because somebody prayed it into existence. It didn't happen because somebody wished it into existence. It didn't happen because somebody waved a wand and it happened. It didn't happen because Grandpa's trick me said, oh, this is how we make this happen. No, it happened because of science. That's how it happened. Damn it. And that's a cool thing. Uh, the second cool thing... Uh, I have a uh, uh, I have a Facebook friend who I know through the Stuck in the 80s podcast. He's a fan, he, he's a fellow fan of the podcast, and uh, he lives down there in Australia, down there where the moon looks like it's upside down. Uh, you know, which puts puts an end to the argument that the Earth is flat. It's just that's right there. That's the only proof you really need to give somebody. Look, why does the moon look like that down here and not like that up there? Because uh, it's a globe. We're on a globe. That's why. Anyway, uh, he he sent me uh, uh, this morning. He sent me a, a link to a YouTube video that was done by his his brother-in-law, his wife's brother, who's a musician. And uh, the video is a tribute to the drummer Simon Phillips, who is a fellow that's worked with Pete Townsend, and the song that this guy is doing the drums to is Pete Townsend's song Give Blood off of his album from 1985, I want to say. Um, 
called uh, uh, White City, A Novel. That's the name of the album. And it's, Give Blood is such a great song. Uh, it has Dave Gilmore playing guitar on it. It has uh, uh, Pino Palladino playing bass and Simon Phillips doing the drums. And this guy does the drum part in this video. And the video is really nicely made. I, and, I, and the guy, I guess, is a high school teacher, but he has been in bands down in Australia that have some measure of success but not really caught on. Uh, now, the other thing interesting about this fellow that I know, so that's his wife's brother, you know, the, it's, that does this. He's also, he also has a, a, a sister who's married to a musician as well, and this musician is in the band Midnight Oil. So that's kind of a cool Coles connection there. Anyway, he knew I'd appreciate that because I'm a big Pete Townsend fan and a fan of The Who. He sent that, and I, I'm very impressed. I'm impressed with people who can do stuff like that. It's really cool. It's a neat video. I shared it to a couple of uh, 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 Who fan page on Facebook and a Pete Townsend fan page on Facebook to try to get some more views. I'll link to it in the show notes. And you can see it. Now, the third cool thing, the cool thing number three, you may have been able to notice a little theme through my bumper songs on the show. Well, it's Father's Day this weekend. The most important day of the year is Father's Day, of course. And uh, that is coming up Sunday. And so I figured I'd uh, you know, put in my daddy songs in, uh, in the bumpers. So uh, that's, you know, so, so to all the fathers out there, I want to say, you know, happy Father's Day. Uh, and for me, all I want is the day not to go anywhere, not to have to do anything, just just be in the house and just relax. That's what I want. Will I get it? I don't know. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, we've come to do an end. Come to the end of another show. Show 501. Let's see if I'll get to a thousand. Do you think that'll happen? I don't know. Uh, be skeptical, and that extraordinary claims do require extraordinary evidence. Uh, remember to wear a mask if you need to, if you're required to. Get your vaccination. We need to get vaccinated. Let's get to herd immunity. Come on. Get with the program. This is Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. And I'm your host, Jim. Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons reminding you to sleep with the lights off. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option. And you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. in. 
bonjour, monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Well, well I'm, I'm going, going to hell. hell.